Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello, and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Edie Clark. Edie is a remote video producer and video marketing strategist who helps entrepreneurs use video to enhance their online presence by turning their expertise into YouTube videos. She simplifies the video production process and helps them use YouTube to reach their target audiences. Overall, her approach empowers entrepreneurs to take control of their online presence through video. Welcome, Edie. How are you today? Thank you so much, Terry. I am doing great. On a Tuesday, I'm happy to be here. Good, me too. And video is an important topic because I think a lot of people shy away from it, especially mm-hmm. boomers. We're kind of afraid of video. So tell us your story, how you got involved with video and video marketing. Tell us oh, that sure. first, and then we'll get more into how you help people. Oh, perfect. Um, I got involved in video a long time ago when I was a teenager. That was my first introduction to video. I wanted to work in the entertainment industry in some way, shape, or form. I was obsessed with television production. I ended up working at a TV station in the um, location where I grew up, which is in the Virgin Islands. And um, from there, I ended up doing a wide variety of different types of jobs. From that TV station, I worked in casting for a bit, and then I ended up working in post-production as a first video librarian, and then eventually um, branched out and did some other things with post-production. The one job that I did always like was editing. And I then eventually ended up moving from, after I left the Virgin Islands, I came up to New York, and then I eventually moved to California where I worked as an assistant to a producer director. I worked for a film company. I freelanced a lot doing production coordinating work. And then when I came back to New York, I decided that I wanted to create a business for myself, but I didn't really know exactly what aspect I wanted to work in. And so after dabbling around for a number of years, I ended up hiring a coach who basically said, you know, you could be a video virtual assistant and you could help your clients edit their videos. So I was like, oh, okay, so I'll try that. YouTube was not on my radar. I did not know anything about video marketing or even YouTube. And I had to learn it through trial and error, through making mistakes, through being uncomfortable, being in front of the camera and all of that kind of stuff. And then eventually I sort of fine-tuned my business specifically to work with service-based entrepreneurs like coaches, authors, speakers, um, anybody that provides a service and helping them become subject matter experts using video, but in particular using really simple and easy tools so that they could easily create the content for themselves and for their business. Wow. So why do you think video is so important today? 
for businesses? Um, number one, everybody's using it now. When I first started, it wasn't as well used for businesses mm-hmm. as it is today. And it doesn't matter what size business. The businesses that were using it 10 years ago were brands. They were huge companies that had a lot of money. And then eventually it started to trickle down to small businesses and then solopreneurs. But it's absolutely vital because it is the best medium to use in order to grab the attention of your ideal audience. We unfortunately as humans don't have very long attention spans. In fact, I think we're, we're shorter than a goldfish. It keeps going down there. lower and, and lower. Probably, yeah, it's going to keep <laughs> going lower and lower. Right. So the best and fastest way to grab somebody's attention is through a really dynamic visual. And even though images fall into that, moving images are even more important. Mm-hmm. And it can, as you're scrolling, stop someone and then they're like, oh, what's that video about? And they look at it, listen to it, and that definitely grabs their attention. But the other thing and the most important thing that I want people to understand about YouTube is that because YouTube is obviously owned by Google, if anybody didn't know that, Mm -hmm. it therefore is the second largest search engine. And so I know I can speak for myself. Whenever there is a problem and I want to find a solution, I'm heading to the internet, whether it's directly on Google or on YouTube, and I'm typing in, how do I fill in the blank? Absolutely. Everybody is doing that. Even people my age are learning to do that. Like I I wasn't doing it as a first thing, but then my kids, they go, why don't you just Google it? I'm like, oh, that's right. So now I'm used to it. And yeah, I think every age group is doing that. Oh, totally. Every age group is on YouTube. It's a misnomer for you to think, oh, it's for the young folk. Nope. No. It's equally every age group is roughly about the same percentage and baby boomers are a huge percentage of that. Yep. Yep. And YouTube, um, a lot of people are on it every day for Mm -hmm. a long time. So you do need to be on there as a business person and, and people love visuals. And the biggest thing about hiring someone like, you know, I've been a realtor for years, I'm getting ready to retire, but Mm -hmm. you always worry, can I trust them? Are they honest? And you can have the business card with the picture that helps that there's a picture there, but a video where you can talk about how you help people and, and why you do what you is so much better yes. because then they get a better feel for you mm-hmm. and they can feel whether you're an honest person or not. And yeah. do they want to work with you? Yeah. So agreed. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I think agents think that they work under a company brand because usually we do. And mm-hmm. I've worked under many like Caldwell Bank or Keller Williams, right. um, Long and Foster, many of them. But no, you've got to market yourself. The mm-hmm. company markets the company, but right, right. <laughs> you're not going to get any business from them. You've got to be marketing yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So it yeah. is so important. You are a solo business within real estate. And if you're not marketing yourself, it's not happening for you. Exactly. And video definitely, like you mentioned, builds on the know, like, and trust factor, because if somebody is doing research on you, it's one thing to go and search the internet and find your blog posts, maybe if you're doing that, whatever kinds of posts that you might put on social media, but that doesn't necessarily allow them to really understand, okay, how does this person work with their clients? What kinds of knowledge, what kind of knowledge does this person have unless they actually come upon videos where you're 
divulging that information. You're sharing not only the types of information that you know, you're giving advice on for new home buyers, what should they look for, things like that. But then also if you're using videos to share your testimonials and the experience that other people have had working with you, if you're doing walkthroughs, on your, um, you know, for an open house, or if it's a new listing, right. that you have right. all of that just endears you to the person that's watching. And it, I can't tell you the amount of times people who become my clients would be like, I can't believe I was watching your videos. And now I'm talking to you. And it's sort of like, it makes them recognize that you're human, and that whatever you're conveying on that video, you're going to be able to convey to them in real life as well. So it really goes a long way in building that know, like, and trust. And it's vital. And it does not matter who you are, what your niche is, what your age is, or even how you look. I had a client or a prospect on a call yesterday and she was like, well, you know, I'm not as pretty as that person, or I'm not as young as so and so. I'm like, who cares? Doesn't matter. Your target audience right. does not care. They want the knowledge and they want to know that they can trust you with right. whatever it is that they want to give to you. So and even some young people feel like they might trust an older person more <laughs> because of their experience. They might yeah. say, I don't want that young realtor. Yeah. What has she been through? What problems has she encountered? Right. I want the older one who's experienced it and knows how to handle it mm-hmm. because it's all about handling problems as they come up. Because I don't care whether you're working with a buyer or seller things pop up mm-hmm. and over the years things popped up that never popped up before now all of a sudden you're dealing with the problem you never ever had but the more experience you have dealing with other problems the easier you can handle yeah. it so it is important the other thing i think i interview a lot of authors mm-hmm. and i think authors think that they just write their book and put it on amazon and it's going to sell right no right no right, right. so i think it's important for authors to get onto YouTube with their book, with the cover and talking about it maybe because uh, then people get more interested. If you you just tell them a little bit about the book, they might go, oh, that sounds really interesting. I want to buy that book. Right. Yeah. And I put it on you on like Amazon, that's not going to work. Exactly. And I actually did a presentation on Saturday for the, um, international or independent, sorry, independent publishers of New England conference. They had their Mm -hmm. 12th annual conference over the Friday and Saturday. And I spoke on Saturday on that very topic about authors using um, video and the power of gaining reach and impact by using video. And a lot of authors today, more so than 10 years ago, are definitely open to using trailers. But a book trailer is more of a promotional or a marketing tool, and it's just for the book. And that, depending on the type of trailer, you may get some people interested, you may not. I see a trailer, definitely something that you can use in video format on social media. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to YouTube, YouTube has opened up the door for a lot of opportunities for creative thinking authors to use it in a wide variety of different ways. So you can either share your methodology on how you write, how you came up with the concept for this book. What were your thought processes? I mean, you don't have to divulge every minute detail, especially if you feel that it's proprietary, but there are your fans are not only people that just want to read your book, 
but they also want to emulate you in some way, shape or form in terms of maybe they want to be a writer as well. So you have to look at your audience as, okay, for the reader, the avid reader who's like really interested in my characters or things of that nature, I can create this kind of content, which really gives them a deep dive into my methodology, my thought process and how I create um, my my characters and, and how I write my book. But then you can also do tips and advice for those that are interested in maybe the genre Mm-hmm. that you're in. Maybe you're, the genre that you're in is really unique and they want to learn a little bit more about that. I did in my research for this, I looked at a number of fairly popular authors that are on YouTube and they ran the gamut from offering tips and advice and sort of teaching and educational and informational mm-hmm. to showing off their personality showing off whatever it is that's unique about them. Maybe it is something that is transferred into the book, but definitely you get to know on their YouTube channel that this person's really hysterically funny or they're really sarcastic or they're really whatever. Right. And then the other um, method that I saw that was unique was um, this person sort of brought you behind the scenes and understanding how they came about the ideas for their stories with a read along. Mm -hmm. And so for 10 weeks, I'm presuming it was a 10 chapter book. Mm -hmm. She did a read along each week on a different chapter. And she had a lot of notes in her book. She had, you know, was annotating and explaining what her methodology was. And at the end of the 10 weeks, she was going to give away that book that had all of her notes written in, in it as a contest. Nice. And it wasn't someone that was a slave to YouTube, meaning that they were constantly posting every week or every couple of days or anything like that. Right. This read along, I think ended about a month or six weeks ago, and she hasn't posted since. (laughs) So she uses it. Right. As a method to not only shed light on who she is as an author, but also to shed light on the book that she had just written and just published. And she used it to create community, which I was stunned at because I didn't think that that would have been a way that an author would have used their YouTube channel because they'd sooner go to Facebook or wherever it is that you can have a group. Right. You would do your community there. So I thought that that was ingenious, but there are so many ways that authors can use video. It's, it's, well, that's kind of like having a book club, like, you know, instead of people reading the chapter and then coming and discussing it, you're reading it with her and she's probably interjecting as she goes. Yes. That's great. So you don't have to join a formal book club. Right. You can go to her YouTube channel whenever you have time and read a chapter with her, which is, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. 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 And I just interviewed a woman, Delaney Parker, who wrote a romance novel and she is so funny, so mm. funny. So she really needs to do this on YouTube, just on the podcast. I'm trying to get the video up of her doing the podcast because she was so funny. She revealed a lot about how she picks her characters, how she, right. you know, how things move along. But she was so funny through the whole process that people would love it. And she's 
gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's not not dead gorgeous. She Mm has MS. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you would think sometimes of someone with MS not being just gorgeous. But yeah, is. She said, I have good days and bad days. I'm only on camera on my good days. On my bad days, you won't see me. But she We all are that way. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But she was so funny. And I know that would sell a lot more books. Because right. then you're hearing her talk about the characters and then you want to read the book. Right. So, and then she could shed light on her um, trials and tribulations with MS. And that could yeah. help a whole slew of other people as Absolutely. well, because there is this stigma that your life is over when you get any kind yes. of disease. Right. So having somebody that that's there to talk about the ups and the downs and and the good days and the bad days can give hope to somebody who may be either recently diagnosed or have just given up on, Oh, I don't have to give up. Look at this person and see how they have such a full life. So video can do so much for your audience. And I really want um, other boomers to recognize that we have a lot to give back. Yes. And we have the capability of sharing our knowledge, whether it's in business because we were executives or if it's in life experiences or if it's in some even difficult or tragic or traumatic type of a situation. If it can help others, it is something that you should share. And bear in mind, not every single person is going to want or is capable of creating content and being diligent about putting it up and sharing it. Mm -hmm. So there is, you know, and and those people that are like deathly afraid, I just absolutely do not want to do it. I'm not here to to force you to do something that you don't want to do. Right. If you feel like you have a voice that you want to share with your audience and that there's people that can hear from you and learn and be able to hopefully be a little bit better, even if it's just a small segment of their life, then I think you kind of sort of owe it to them to share that because the reality is that we as creators have specific people that can only learn or understand from us. Correct. And if we aren't there to share that information, it will either not ever be learned by that person or it will take them way longer than it needed to. And it's not me just talking and just saying, oh, you know, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. I know that because I didn't believe in myself for a really long time. I didn't think that I was knowledgeable enough. I didn't think that I had content that I could share because the world that I was in, the niche that I was in, was inundated with a lot of other people that were sharing their knowledge about YouTube, about video marketing, about video creation. And what ended up happening is I found a specific niche for myself where I really wanted to work with people who had a difficult time trying to really figure out exactly what it was that they wanted to do. And they wanted to have an easier, simpler way of creating the content as opposed to using really complicated software and equipment. And so that's what I chose to specialize in. And it wasn't until I sort of was putting content out there and I would look at the comments and I would look and read what they were saying. And I couldn't tell you how many people I came across that said, I looked at five other videos or however many other videos on this particular tool Mm -hmm. and didn't understand it until I saw your video. See that? So that just proves to you that we have specific people that can only understand and comprehend and ignore anybody else. Cause I've had people that have posted, 
oh, she doesn't get to the point until, and they put the time code and I just say, thank you. Right. Or, you know, they'll say something else because my speed of speaking may not be as fast as maybe a millennial will prefer it. Right. But I know that my target audience, whatever their age range is, right. will understand it and will appreciate what I have to share. Right. We It's overwhelming. So we need it brought in slowly. We have to comprehend little by little. Um, so yeah, it takes a while for us to get it. But once we get it, it's there and it's great. And, you know, there's so many people that are a little bit afraid of video. A lot of agents are. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they don't want to get on the screen. I mean, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter what you look like. Everyone's looking for something different and everybody connects with different personalities. Mm -hmm. So you've got a message. You've got to get, it's important to get it out there. It really is. You don't want to look back 10 years from now and say, oh, I wish I had. Right. Why didn't I? Like, there's a lot of people who want to do a podcast, but they're afraid. Like, you know, so they just don't do it. And now five, 10 years from now, they're going to, I wish I had. Yeah. I wish I had. You can start anytime, but you know, the older you get, the earlier you start, the better. You know, I started Mm -hmm. at 70 and I thought, oh, I'm a, I know a woman who started at 80 with the podcast. And I mean, there's all different age groups. So you can start whenever, but if the thoughts in your head, it means you should be doing it. Yeah. Someone's putting that thought there for a reason. You need to follow your thoughts, follow your gut. Cause that's your gut saying, yeah, you can do this. Go ahead. I mean, we all have fears. I don't yes. think that there, there aren't too many. I was going to say, I don't think there's anybody that's fearless. Right. I'm sure that there are a few people that are fearless. Not too many. Um, but the <laughs> vast majority of us possess some kind of fear. Right. And it's just a matter of how do I still do this? I'm scared, but mm-hmm. how do I still do this? How do I not let this stop me? Right. And when it comes to video, there's like a a bunch of different reasons why people are feared or fear um, video. And I call them video phobias. And if one of them, the most popular is that they just have a fear of being on camera. I can relate to that because that's where I came from. It was even still cameras. I ran in the opposite direction anytime anybody whipped one out. Um, But that's just, that's natural because I think we're not, it's uncomfortable. You kind of think that it's like maybe egocentric and you're like, you don't want to be the center of attention and all that kind of stuff. And that probably stems from God only knows what that we went through. It's kids, but there are ways for you to get over that. And for me, what I did was my first, I don't know, year or so, um, I was never in my videos. You just heard my voice. <laughs> you saw um, right. what I was taught, what I was teaching. Right. And then I realized I was having clients and I'm like encouraging them. Oh, you need to be on camera. But the vast majority, bear in mind, the vast majority of my clients at the time are coaches and speakers. Mm-hmm. So their job was to be in front of someone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they needed to be on video. Right. But I kind of felt like, well, how can I like twist their arm if I'm not doing it myself? Right. I just did it incrementally. A lot of my videos were screen shared videos. So I would pop up at the very beginning of the video, then cut to me teaching and then pop up at the end. Right. Then eventually I started to allow myself to be down in the corner. And then eventually I just did straight to video, um, straight to camera um, videos. But one thing that I know did help and the fear that people tend to have when it comes to this is that they feel like they're not talking to anyone. And so they're just looking at this camera and it's really odd. So what they end up doing is they look down at the monitor. 
Ah, right. And so because they need to talk to somebody so they can see themselves. Right. So that's what they end up doing. And so what I definitely encourage you to do is to get into the habit of looking at the camera, even when I, and it may seem rude in a weird way in my head. And so I'm constantly telling myself it's okay. Right. But we are together right now and you're off to my left and I'm off to my right, but I'm trying not to look down because in order for me to look at you, I have to look over like that. Right. Instead, so I'm talking to you right now and that's rude right. in order for the viewer to really feel like I'm speaking to them, I have to speak to the camera. So right. I can't look at my monitor. And, you know, I still feel like I'm talking to you, Terry, even though and I feel like you're talking to me, yeah. I'm looking at you, it looks right. like you're looking at me. Exactly. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. So that's what I do um, just to help and just practice with it. Mm -hmm. And if you want practice with someone so you can have, you know, do a zoom call and practice with that person and see how comfortable, just try to get comfortable right. with looking at the camera. I'm, it's like almost like a no brainer for me mm -hmm. now. The only time I'll look down is if I'm like, you might be doing something and then I'll look over to see what you're doing. Right. But for the most part, I try to, to look at the camera. So that's definitely a tool that you can use to try to get comfortable and just do short videos just to start just to get yourself into it. And then you can start start to do longer and longer videos. But if you're on the fence, I would just recommend that you just get started. Don't worry about all the equipment, right. all of that. Just do it just so that you can get into the habit of doing yes. it. And that makes it a lot easier as well. Yes. And it's like anything else. The more you do it, the more yes. comfortable you become, yes. the easier it becomes. Yes. You just have to take those baby steps. But yeah. video is just so important to every business today, every yeah, business, absolutely. because people just like looking at videos. Mm -hmm. That's what they like to do. So, and it's a fast way for them to consume the information Yes, as opposed to reading, you yes. know, a seven or an eight minute blog. Right. And it might actually be longer than that. They can watch a three minute video and right. get the same information. Right. You know, I'm going to go for the video because <laughs> I want to know what it is quickly. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So that just makes sense for most people. Right. Well, tell me, tell my audience where they can reach you if they'd like you to get involved with helping them make these YouTube videos. Cause a lot of us need our hand held. We need someone to help us. Even yeah. if you help us with one, help us get started, right. then we can run the rest of the way ourselves. But most of us need a little hand holding up front. So how does my audience reach you if they'd like to learn more about your services? They can certainly reach me at my website, which is edclark.com. And that's E-D-I-E-C-L. L-A-R-K-E.com. Okay. And then also they can connect with me on YouTube. My handle is at virtually in sync. And that's V-I-R-T-U-A-L-L-Y-I-N-S-Y-N-C. And subscribe as well. <laughs> and I'm also primarily on LinkedIn. And you can find me either by searching for Edie Thomas Clark or for virtually in sync. Either way, you can connect with me um, that way. And I have services and platforms that will help regardless of where you are on the spectrum, whether mm -hmm. you're brand spanking new and you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I have um, affordable and um, beneficial platforms and services that can help you grow from not knowing to, oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
That's great. And if you're brand new, the sooner you jump into video, the more it's going to help you. Get that out of the way right up front because you're going to need it. Because only more people are joining Yeah, as as the time. It's not like, oh, it's passe. You've missed it. Mm -mm. We're not at that stage. But more and more people, it's definitely a cluttered, much more cluttered environment Mm -hmm. than it was 10 years ago. It was a lot easier to sort of grow your channel quickly without having to go viral and do, you know, God only knows what. Um, But back 10 years ago, organically, you could grow real, real quick. Now it takes a little bit more because the algorithm has changed. It's much more sophisticated. There are different requirements that YouTube is, is, is asking. And so it's just a little harder, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's worth doing. It's well, Yeah, it is. So is there anything else you'd like to share with my boomer audience before we, we uh, finish up today? Besides just really getting out there, we really need to hear from you. We want to know what is it that you know so that you can share it with your ideal audience that's actually waiting for you. And there's no reason to be afraid of either being on camera or even if you are a technophobe, which Mm -hmm. is another video phobia, um, all you need to do is use what you already have. And so everybody pretty much post COVID has a web camera and everybody for the most part has a smartphone. So those are two very good video cameras that you can use. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of additional equipment that you might need, but just to start, I would take my phone, even if it's just say, for example, a short, or Mm -hmm. if you're on TikTok, because there's a lot of boomers that are are gravitating to TikTok as well. And just do a one minute video holding that phone. Just talk to the camera and just keep practicing. You don't have to post it right away, but keep practicing. So use what you already have Mm -hmm. and just try to get better, get more comfortable. And that's when I say better, Mm -hmm. it's you're getting more comfortable. Right. And with comfort becomes you getting better. It turns into you becoming a, a much better um, video creator. So just don't, don't let anything stop you. Mm, that's good advice because yeah. there's, uh, there's so many people out, there's a lot of boomers out there, they're coaches, they're starting their own business. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of different things, but grief counselors, but video can help you do that better. So yes. It will help you get your message out faster and better. So definitely, I would say go for the video. Absolutely. And and this uh, this is another uh, perk about video is that you can also, you never know what's going to happen because obviously I tell and teach my audience how to use video as a marketing tool. So it's a way for you to get exposure, to be seen as a subject matter expert and to hopefully get clients that way for whatever business or services that it is that you're offering. Mm -hmm. But if you're an author, if you're a coach, even if you are a speaker, you can use video to get hired as a speaker. And because a either based on the subject matter, the way that you carry yourself, the knowledge base that you have with regards to that. So you can find and you'd be surprised because there are YouTubers that are probably in the silent generation, mm-hmm. not boomers right. that are really doing well quickly right. on YouTube. Wow. And it's because of some skill or talent or wealth of knowledge that they have, that this is happening. So 
they're really, you don't really know what is in store for you unless you actually try it. Absolutely. So you can't give up. You can't give up because if you try it and after a month, things aren't going in whatever way it is that you think they should go, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you should quit. You have to keep persevering because consistency is key on YouTube and consistent doesn't need to be every day or every week. It is whatever's consistent for you. Right. So true. So such great advice. I really appreciate having you on today. You've really shared a lot with my audience. I hope they now have it. That video is key. Jump in and do more video because it's really extremely important, especially for coaches trying to build up. Coaching is so difficult to build an audience with. So Mm -hmm. video will help you. Authors, it's hard to sell those books. Video can help you. So I agree. There's so many ways video can help. So I thank you for coming on Kick-Ass Boomers and being such a great guest. Oh, you're welcome, Terry. This was a blast. Thanks. Thank you. I had a lot of fun too. And I know the audience is appreciating all the information. Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old. Looking to take your podcast to the next level with video? Are you looking to develop a podcast but don't know where to start? From recording and editing to final distribution and marketing, we can help every step of the way to make your podcast stand out and get the results it deserves. Contact us today at premierpodcastpros.com to take your podcast to the next level.